It is that time. That time. Podcast time. How much? Coming off a big weekend of golf in West Jefferson, North Carolina. Shout out to my guys. A couple of them shocked me. They said that they actually listen to the podcast every once in a while. I guess they need something to fall asleep to. So they tuned in. But uh, had a good time. Didn't play very. Didn't play very well. But I tell you, I don't know if you spent much time in West Jefferson, North Carolina, in the summertime. But it never got above eighty degrees there this weekend. Really, it was perfect, and got to have some fellowship with a great group of guys uh, that put up with my bad golf game, and it was great. So, how about you? Uh, good weekend. Uh, fun stat. Uh, we'll start it off with a crazy stat. We had our best Saturday ever this past Saturday down at the shop. So the card I'm... business is alive and well. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> that's kind of a cool here. Uh, f- almost five five years into owning it. Probably the biggest Saturday we've ever had. It was that's awesome. awesome. That's awesome. It's glad to glad to hear that Grand Slam is not participating in the recession. Not yet, not yet. Justin, <laughs> hey but, Justin, uh, thank you, Justin. You're always a part of of our local business. Thank you for being a customer. Yes, yes. yes. Um, let me just uh, start off with the quick rundown, and uh, and we do the rundown uh, uh, to sort of remind ourselves of what we're doing, but also for those of you who are tuning in for the first time, uh, we want you to know what is going to happen. Uh, <laughs> over the next uh, few minutes. Um, We're gonna start off with the opening rip, which is we just pick a topic in the hobby and banter about that a little bit. Uh, Then we go into what's hitting the shelves of Grand Slam this week. Uh, We have a little segment called Behind the Counter where we talk about uh, something uh, that goes on a little behind the scenes of of a card shop at your local LCS. Uh, we jump into hobby advice, any listener questions. If you've got any sort of uh, questions for Josh and I that uh, you want an above uh, average answer to, or maybe just an <laughs> average answer, um, just drop that into the into the chat. Um, then we show off a couple cards. Josh and I do card from the vault. Then we take a look at what's hitting the shelves next week to sort of uh, as a teaser of what's coming to the shop. And then we end with crazy stat of the week. So let's get things going with the opening rip. Josh. (laughs) The Padres uh, are in the news again, but not not for something that they want to be in the news for. El Nino gets pinched for PEDs. What say you about... (coughs) Uh, what uh, in our in our pregame, you're not saying it's a big deal, but I think it's a big deal. But what, what say you about this? So there, there's two camps here there and there's two uh, there's two possibilities. Was this and we're not going to know the truth because they put out a statement and Tatis gives his his defense. But if he took. Uh, <laughs> Mackie, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Mackie, you're probably older than I am, aren't you? Um, <laughs> but uh, 
so he says it was an ingredient in ringworm medicine, um, but it's still his fault because he should have um, known what was in the medicine that he's putting into his body. So that could be the the cover up fake story to um, to save face, or he's taking some some sort of a steroid to enhance his performance. Either way, I don't care. I don't care if these guys shoot anabolic steroids straight into their veins for bigger muscles to play. I don't care. I don't think it's that big a deal. But um, I'm, I think, in the minority with that thought. And if it is just ringworm medicine, then definitely this shouldn't affect him in any way. So he was already injured. He's going to be out the rest of this year. He's going to come back next year. Clean reputation, clean bill of health. He's so young. Hopefully he'll just continue to push the Padres with Juan Soto. Oh, I guess Juan Soto might not even be there next year, but whoever's going to be there, it, it's a th- it ends up being a thing of the past because he's just entering into his his prime. Um, again, I'm probably in the minority of that because I hear people in the shop, oh, this dude's done, this dude's done, his cards are done. People are selling his stuff, so I think that's an overreaction. Um, I did see if the statement is true and this would be able to be fact checked. So I would assume this is true, but he's never failed a drug test in the past anyway. And I think at the end of April, he took a drug test that came back clean. So it's not like he's been doing this for years. The dude's like my size, you know, he's a skinny dude. He's taller, of course, but my point is he's not this jacked up steroid user. Um, but Mackie says, buy low, sell high, time to buy. So if, if you're in the camp like I am, he's probably a safe buy right now when everyone's dumping his stuff. Um, but again, I think Barry Bonds is the greatest hitter to ever ever live, and he'll be forever tainted because of steroids. But this is a different scenario. This isn't, right? This isn't like a human growth hormone and anabolic steroids where they're you know, right. This is, you know, tell me, you'd like to think so. I, I want to give the kid the de- the benefit of the doubt. Look, uh, you're talking to, uh, a almost 50 year old dude that uh, done plenty yeah. of steroids. Oh yeah. No, clearly, <laughs> clearly, uh, no, that, um, if I could take something now to not feel like I just played five rounds of golf in four days, I would do it. Uh, because I'm in some pain, right? Uh, you know, he's been nicked up. Uh, he hasn't played once this year. Uh, even if he is um, uh, sort of playing ignorant that I didn't know I took it, but, you know, he's coming off an injury. He wants to get back on the field. If he needed a little bit of help, uh, I could understand that. But, you know, I don't know if he's going to come back squeaky clean. Um, I don't know uh, what this means for his legacy. If people don't associate this act with some sort of uh, some that they don't connect it with him being somebody of low character, then I think he's fine. But if if it comes along, if other things that he does sort of makes him somebody that is uh, what people say that he's shady then I think it will affect it. Now, the short-term the short term effect on the hobby, I saw a stat. It said that um, his actions had a $100 million hit on the hobby. That wow. it like sucked. <laughs> it sucked 
the uh, value his card values down across the hobby a hundred million dollars which is i feel like that that's hard to believe but i agree let me catch up on uh some some chats uh it's cob hey yo uh is so is it's cob and jacob the same person uh, they are the know. same all right there you go <laughs> uh mackie buy low sell high i agree uh facebook user is aaron's judge on steroids you know it's you know who's to say who's to say but um for me i've been burnt in some of the folks that i was investing in or pcing i was pcing this kid uh, that played for Manchester United. His name was Mason Greenwood. He made a poor decision, uh, got let go from the team, um, got, you know, Nike dropped him, um, FIFA 2021 dropped him. I mean, it wasn't 24 hours and he wasn't even on the video game anymore. So I just, I don't see, I mean, Tatis is the cover boy for MLB The Show. And, you know, I don't know if they're going to pull him off of the game. So we'll see. Uh, but I do agree with you. I think that it's early enough in his career that he may be able to overcome this, especially if um, if he turns out to be a really good guy. It, it, you know, if he's giving back to the community, if he gives back to the game, <clears throat> things like that to sort of repair his repairs his uh, his reputation. Because other than what would be called cheating. Um, which is a low, you know, a low character trait. Um, you know, it, he's, he's been great for the baseball, for the hobby and for baseball. So, um, you yeah, gotta think he's probably going to mount, mount the offensive for uh, goodwill and charity work. Probably if he's smart, I, think I, would be smart. I hope so. So what you're saying is that what is what makes this different than the steroid use in the mid nineties is those guys were sort of at the prime of their careers in going into the sunset of their careers. And then it, so that was the lasting impression yeah. that we had of them and that it's so early for Tatis that that, yeah. that won't be the case. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. It's kind of like, um, <clears throat> you know, he puts two, two really nice seasons together starting next year, you know, hits 30 something home runs and has a hundred RBIs and doesn't get hurt and, you know, keeps his nose clean. And he's just like a strong everyday player. A couple seasons, we're not going to remember this little ringworm medication incident, you know, now if the dude was, you know, had faded into oblivion a little bit and all of a sudden he's hitting 46 home runs, they test him, he's on steroids completely different but right he was at home nursing an injury with ringworm i mean i just think it's a totally different feel if he just lays low does some does some goodwill things to, to help affect his reputation um yeah i i think i think we'll all quickly forget just like we forget how Otani just a year ago was injury prone, you know, right. and now they're crowning him potentially the greatest player to ever end up playing by the time he's done playing. So um, we'll see. I mean, again, like he just doesn't look like a big steroid guy. Well, neither uh, did Rafael Palmero. Palmero was 
bit heftier than Tatisian was hitting what fifty home runs. So that's a little different. I Soto get it. Can't even hit thirty. No. I I. <laughs> I get it. It's and, and you know if when you when you talk to certain folks about steroid use, a lot of it is for longevity and recovery. Uh, it's it's not that it makes you do things any better. It just allows you to recover faster. And from so ringworm. from ringworm, from, from from ringworm, obviously. But <laughs> you know, I I looked up some of his uh, his pricing, and it is down. And there's some juicy deals out there. Um. Now, let yeah. me ask you this as a card shop owner. Did you go in and adjust prices or are you just going to keep them the same? Uh, we didn't have. So Tatis is one of those like Otani. We get something, put it in the case. It just doesn't last very long. So okay. we don't have a shop full of Tatis stuff that we feel like we're stuck with now. So um, I have a couple things that I tucked away that I picked up uh, long ago mm-hmm. that, I, that I'll just keep tucked away because I think uh, in a couple of years it'll be those were longer term holds anyway. Right. And so, um, yeah, I'll just keep doing that. I, I wouldn't be afraid. I would like to buy some tattoo stuff if it comes into the shop and it's mm-hmm. um, a little better deal than it normally is. I'm not afraid to buy that. Like I said, like Jacob says there, you know, instead of a legend going out with a sour taste in his mouth, you know, this could be looked at as kind of just a little hiccup at the yep. beginning of the career. So uh, it'd be interesting to see the take, you know, I haven't, um, I haven't, uh, had a talk with my boys. Uh, they were at trade night, the last trade night, and they were looking for tattoos. It'd be interesting to see the perspective of a young kid that maybe had been looking up to tattoos, a young yeah. baseball player. My, my boys are just baseball nuts and they <clears> just, <throat> they eat, live and breathe baseball. And I wonder if they're like, if they're, you know, some, sometimes kids can be very forgiving and then sometimes kids can hold a grudge when it comes to this kind of thing. And it I, think be gonna, to see. I think they're going to mirror what they hear the adults in the hobby talk about. Oh, yeah. stay away from Tatis stuff now. Stay away from Tatis. Right. And they want to feel like the, the, the guys that have it figured out too. Uh, right. So they'll probably tout that. I'm not going to buy Tatis stuff because, you know, no, it's now's the time to sell, you know, and, Right. I would imagine uh, just being inexperienced and being kids that that's kind of what they'll. Uh... It'll that'll be interesting. I, I'm certainly it's on, he's on my radar because I think I think at his size, um, you know, the one thing about Tatis uh, even before the steroid use was that he was injury prone and that he was making, you know, questionable decisions off the off the um, field. But his talent is undeniable. Um, and so it'll be, you know, it'll be interesting to see sort of my own purchases with, with regards to Tatis, you know, there's a big show coming up in Spartanburg the same day as trade night and I'm going to that show. So it'll be interesting to see what sort of Tatis, uh, inventory and opportunities are there. So, uh, any other thoughts on that? Like, who is who would you say? And I didn't prep you for this, but who's a, who's a good comp for Tatis uh, from the steroid era? I don't remember any really tall, lanky shortstops back in the day. Uh, you know, they were all little dudes, right? They were all little shifty dudes uh, yeah. playing shortstop. I think the <laughs> biggest shortstop, the biggest shortstop, and I put his picture in the in the thumbnail for this. 
the tallest, biggest shortstop back in the day was Alex Rodriguez. Yeah, I was going to say A Rod. So yeah, so um, we'll see. We'll see how he does. All right, enough about El Nino, um, guys. Drop your thoughts in the in the comments. Uh, what you guys think is is uh, is Tatis done? Or is he just getting started and he's going to have an opportunity to recover? Let us let, let us know what you think. Josh, what's coming to the shop this week uh, with regards to new product? Uh, so the one we've been talking about that comes out Wednesday, day after tomorrow, is Obsidian Basketball. What do you think uh, of that product? I I it, like that there's, like there's like a white parallel. I think it's called a Contra Parallel. It's like a white, like uh, I don't even yeah, know if the cards are typically always black. Right, yeah. right. So it's like an albino obsidian card. Yeah, obsidian's beautiful. I like the fact these will be like under four hundred bucks a box. Ooh. Um, okay, I think it's three fifty, three eighty, something like that. From a little bit that I've looked at, um, so I like that the price is you know kind of back down to earth a little bit. There is a high ceiling potential. There's veteran stuff in there. It's a good product. Um, we'll sell it very well. That comes out Wednesday. And that's um, hobby only, correct? You're not going to find this. Hobby. You're not going to find this on retail shelves or uh, back on your shop on the shop shelves later in retail format. This is hobby only, right? Correct. Yeah, these are hobby boxes. I think there's seven or eight cards, and four or five of them are hits. So. Okay. Um, That'll be a fun one. Um, starting tomorrow, I think I have a shipment of Donner's Optic Football Retail. Boom. Yeah. <clears throat> so Hobby's been out for a little bit, uh, two weeks now, I think, uh, at least. And um, you're starting to see the retail stuff hit. So we'll have blasters for people that are interested in opening Optic and didn't get to take a crack at, uh, you know, a Hobby box at 800 a box or whatever they were. So um We'll, we'll be doing some breaks on the page of Donner's Optic. So if you want to get in at like 29 bucks to play in some optic football, we'll probably post the first one tomorrow. So stay tuned for that. Um, <clears throat> and then what did we say? Uh, Friday, Leaf Lumber. Is that Leaf right? Yeah. Lumber. Leaf Lumber. So Leaf Products, they are really nice products. This is a baseball product. Every card has some... Some form of lumber in the car, bat barrels and bat shavings and bat pieces, and they're always always numbered. There's always big names. It's a really really cool product. Yeah, uh, apparently the guy from Leaf, his name's Brian Gray, is the CEO uh, of Leaf. He he was quoted in saying that he at the National he bought uh, over a million dollars worth of memorabilia. Um, in order to make these nasty, nasty patches that you see in his products. Um, so yeah. it's, they're impressive. Um, yeah. you know, so don't, yeah, don't sleep on that lumber park. Now that's going to be, that's going to be rookie. Is that rookie heavy? Is it? No, veteran it's really heavy, veteran heavy. You'll okay. see a lot of like, you know, Don Mattingly bat pieces, you know, you'll see stuff like that. They so do a lot of yeah. combo pieces where you'll have like four Hall of Fame shortstops and little bat pieces from each one, you know. So that's cool. Yeah, it's a really cool product. Um, 
that's probably it for this week. We'll talk about what's coming down the pipeline a little bit in, in the, that segment coming up. But nice, 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 yeah. nice. Well, what one thing that is coming up, and we've already alluded to it, is uh, trade night 10. ten. And so we are proposing, and I wanted to throw this out there during the podcast. Josh, have you ever done like a trade up challenge, like at a show? I have not. I uh, I've I've watched a little YouTube, and not even necessarily with the. Uh, no, they used to have that show. Um, wasn't it a Craigslist kind of reality thing where you would buy an item and trade up and trade up, and you'd try to go from like a a paperclip up to a boat or something like that? You know, <laughs> I, I feel like there's a reality show. If anyone knows what I'm talking about, say it in the comments. But um, you know, people have done that in all sorts of aspects of life right. before, but it's. It's a cool idea. Are we gonna are we gonna do it for sure? Do you want to announce the rules and the? I think I'm we're down. kicking it around. I think we want to have something for our younger trade night goers. So I think we're gonna cap the age at about thirteen to um, to participate in this trade trade up challenge. So just be on the lookout. We'll make announcements uh, on the socials about that. But one thing I did want to uh, ask you about, since this is sort of our behind the counter, um, what's what's sort of the biggest trade you've ever made in the shop? Uh, um, like somebody walked in and wasn't really interested in selling you anything, but saw something in the showcase or asked you if you had anything and said, hey, are you willing to trade? I know that goes down at shops. I mean, shows all the time. I watch mm -hmm. it. Uh, I participated in it, but at the shop, do you get a lot of trade bait in the shop? Um, I suppose no. As a shop, I think people treat us more as you know. I want to turn this into some cash, and mm. so um, I would say the biggest trade that we've done, and I usually treat it like. Um, here's what I would like to buy that collection or that this batch of cards from you for. And they ask about trade. And I said, how about I'm interested in buying it from you. And then whatever you want to do with that money is up to you. Um, I have traded probably wax is probably the biggest okay. wax for some singles. Um, I don't typically like to do that. And the only time I do it is if the singles are as easy to sell as the waxes because the wax is really easy to sell. And so I often kind of equate it to, I don't like to trade singles for wax because the singles sometimes take the right customer looking mm -hmm. for that right player. But if it's, and I'm not saying this because I PC him, but Brady, for instance, or if it was early rookie Mahomes stuff or rookie Luca stuff, I'll trade about anything for that because <laughs> I put, it, I put it in the case and it'll sell probably by the next day. And right. You know, nice Acuna right. stuff at, at, mm -hmm. at his height. Um, yeah, see here, here Mackie's saying uh, a dude, a guy traded up, started with a paperclip and ended up with a house. So you're just trading over time and trading up into different. Um... Well, I I can't wait. I can't wait to see what, because <laughs> I tell you, some of these some of these kids at trade night, they are uh, they're, they're ruthless. Um, we should put it. We should put a little disclaimer out there that the adults that are going to be sucked into this. Don't need to be donating charity to them. Here, I'm going to donate this, you know, yeah. $200. Be tough on them. Be tough yeah. on them. Be fair. Make it a fair, 
uh, fair trade and make yeah. them work for it. But let me um, catch up on the the on the uh, on the comments a little bit. Uh, Jacob uh, from our last segment was saying that I guess I'm a little more lenient, not on the steroid thing, since I'm used uh, to the whole steroid steroids trials and stuff around the WWF. Yeah, so you know, it's some some sports, some sports entertainment. It's sort of you know part of the culture. Uh, Alejandro, what's up? George, <laughs> sad that you're not going to be there. Yeah, the George, tournament. Darn it. Um, and uh, Jacob, he's calling you out. You no, know, here's the thing though. My card from the vault, I've got three. There, there are three pickups that I got on Saturday. And Jacob, one of those is a wrestling single from you. So uh, be careful about that. But <laughs> yeah, wrestling singles are harder for us to move in the shop. So I'm, I'm careful there. I'll, I'll buy something for PC, but I'll often not trade. Uh, well, I am. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing what that. And I feel like I need to get better at trading. I don't know if I'm comfortable with it, and I don't know if it's just because uh, my goal usually when I'm letting go of cards is to uh, is to get cash to buy uh, in a PC or buy up into another card. But uh, I, I think I need to change my mindset on that because I've seen some really really cool trades happen where both parties sort of walk away and they're feeling like they won. Yeah. Uh, sometimes in cash deals, uh, there's always going to be a feeling of a winner and a loser. And I think s most of the time in a trade deal, the ones that I've seen, uh, both parties feel like they, they, they got something out of it. So I, I got to, I think I like, gonna... seeing the, I like seeing the social media posts after trade night guys posting stuff they picked yeah. up at trade night, which is cool because they traded for it and they're, they're proud of what they got. And so obviously they gave up some good stuff to get that. And so, um, George, George sees these, this stack of slabs behind me. We're going to do a quick little, uh, quick little show of my SGC return bats. And we're going to talk grading a little bit. Yep. Uh, I'm not yep. going to spend a ton of time on those, but I want to show off my last batch that just came back. And Jason Palmetto Gator Smith. That's an interesting middle name. Uh, Palmetto <laughs> Gators. Um, you like trading singles for wax. Yeah. I, I mean, why I not? Right? Mo most people do, but finding a shop that, that likes doing that, um, the right wax too, because people often want to trade singles that aren't moving as fast or less desirable for wax that is like super desirable. So um, I'm all down for, for fair trade for cards for wax, you know, cards that will sell, sell well um, for, for wax that's it's I, like i said for me it's a mindset thing uh and i gotta get better at it admittedly all right and um, i don't know like too like if i get a, a case of you know optic football um i've got customers coming in that that come directly to grand slam that day just for that product and so if i've done traded it all away for singles in my showcase they're gonna say Okay, thank you. Have a good right. day. I'll go find it somewhere else. So that's right. why I'm careful. I want to keep as much wax on the shelf as possible. But yeah. um, typically, whenever whenever I have, I also feel bad because I'll walk away with a, a Brady Kaboom, and they walk away with two boxes they open up, and they don't get anything good out of right. it. So you feel like a casino where the house just <laughs> – I want everyone to have a good experience when they come in. But uh, Jason said he just traded a purple star – First off the line, Trevor Lawrence Auto for Optic Hobby Box and, and Black. Panini, Panini, Panini Black. Black football and 300 cash. I feel like. Um, so here's, here's the thing, Jason. If you open 
that optic hobby and your autograph is um etn uh, no you you i'm saying like uh kellen mond or something okay. and and the black your autograph is yeah people do like to gamble but you may open those two boxes and end up with two guys whose cards are 20 bucks next year and t-law might have a big year this year and that card's huge so it is definitely a gamble um i hope it pays off for you me too me too it's fun speaking of wax josh did you hear about what went down with some of the sealed wax at the national I hadn't until you filled me in a little bit of it. And I love hearing this because it's crazy drama, but I don't like hearing someone getting hosed and oh, a thief man. getting away with it. But fill them in and then I'll give you a story from the shop that happened. Yeah, so there were two instances that I saw footage of. Uh, there was this um, big breaker and he was opening a box, a sealed box of 2012 Prism Basketball. Huge. Huge first year prism. Yep, that, that's Giannis. Yes, huge, huge rookie class. Um, and he was, uh, I, I guess he had spent five uh, to buy in. It was five hundred dollars a spot. Um, and he was getting ready. He was building it up, uh, anticipating. Took the sealed wrapper off of it, opened it up, and it was Austin Powers cards. Yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah baby. But, I mean, and he, you could see him. He was just, he didn't even know what to say. He, he didn't even know how to act. Uh, he did write. He actually, uh, instead of refunding, at first he was going to refund everybody. But instead, he brought out a box of 2009 Topps Chrome Basketball, which that's the Curry rookie year. And so... He ended up breaking that for the same price as he did the the prism. So he took a hit, that but he wanted to. Do, yeah, it did cost him a lot. But he did. He he wanted. He 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 didn't want uh, to the way he said it to end things <laughs> on a bad note. So so that was the first one, and then apparently whatnot was giving away uh, spots in a break of nineteen eighty six Fleer basketball, which is as everybody knows is the the product that has the jordan rookie in it yeah and the issue with that was that there were packs where cards were in alf alphabetical order and the whole thing just smelled funny yeah. like and there you were said the, they pulled they, they pulled one jordan rookie i think they did box. pull one jordan but it did not come in the coalition the order that I mean, a lot of people have broken these boxes online, and it's clear. I think it's it's like a certain player, and then they're like, get excited because they see that player, and they know the Jordan's coming. And yeah. that, that just did not happen. It was a weird correlation. The guy from BBCE, who is, uh, they authenticated the box, he, they basically have been backpedaling this whole week saying, oh, yeah, it was just, that was just a once-in-a-lifetime thing. It was bound to happen that this was a funky box. I didn't realize that they authenticate these old boxes. He admitted that two of the packs out of the original box had been tampered with, so he put two authenticated packs back in the box to make it 36 mm -hmm. packs. And then they authenticated the box. And I'm like... That's an open box. How can you, yeah? How can you authenticate an open box? So, and if 
only one Jordan came out. Yeah. I told you before, I said, that's probably the thief's pity Jordan. Well, we get, we can't take all the Jordans out of this box. Let's put at least one in there because every one of those boxes usually has two to four Jordans. Yeah. And then yep. I don't know if there's any, if there was any sticker Jordans, uh, because those are, there's always a few of those in a box too. Yeah. So, but so my question is, is, is can, can you trust older sealed wax these days? I don't think you can. And I know I'm biased because I want people to buy my newer wax. <laughs> but here's, we bought, we probably, we had owned the shop for less than probably nine months. And a guy brought in a big collection of stuff and it was tons of singles and some sealed product. And um, I remember he filled up this t the table we had at the shop, kept bringing it in so I could look at it all. And, you know, he pointed out, you know, the big banger singles that were in the lot and here's kind of the main things you're buying. And here's, and one of the boxes was um, a sealed 0304 tops basketball set, which is LeBron's rookie. So um, at the time the LeBron base rookie card was like, this is going to make you laugh because uh, it was like 150 bucks for that card. And he, we bought the, the lot he left and I, me and my brother were there at the shop and then we were going through it. And I remember uh, two of the, the regular guys that were down there as well. And I said, Hey, we need to open this box and pull the LeBron out because the LeBron itself sells for 150 and the sealed, the sealed set sells for 150. So we were like, you know, we're, we're not going to lose by opening this up and pulling the LeBron out. And so the, the box was sealed factory sealed with tops factory sealed wrap on it. Um, with the top logo on it, we sliced it open and um, and started combing through the cards. And you know, we're looking we're like, oh, here's Dwayne Wade's rookie. All right, there's one of them. You know, because it's Wade, Bosch, Carmelo, mm -hmm. LeBron. Found every other one, couldn't find LeBron. Boom. And so we went back through it like three times, and uh, there was no LeBron in that. Every card in the whole set was there except for the LeBron, and it was factory sealed from top. So. Wow. obviously it wasn't it was it was resealed but uh that made me say that man even if it really 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 looks factory sealed it still makes me way too nervous especially now these boxes that like 86 fleer that cost tens and tens and tens of thousands of dollars right. for one box i'd feel really nervous about that um yeah, you know, for uh, personally i i purchased a a box of fleer I think it was 89 Fleer, 89.90 Fleer, which at the time is when the that whole it was at the height of of the price for that. So I think I spent like $275 on the box. And it was halfway through the box. I'm like, these packs have been opened. And I actually bought that from a dealer at one of the local shows. And mm -hmm. um, I won't spend another dime with him ever again. Um, yeah. which is probably not fair because he probably didn't know. He probably purchased the box and flipped it. So <clears> I may <throat> give him another shot, but it just, it gives me the hibby jibbies. So, yeah. um, let me catch and up. on. Like, yeah. It's not like you can open it and like, I want to double check that these are sealed and, and yeah. legit before I buy it. Once you slice it, you can't buy yeah. it, but let me catch up on some of the, uh, some of the, uh, comments, uh, Jason's going after pan, the Pandora or the gold vinyl. Kellen Mond is creeping up, says George Stewart. Don't sleep on him. Um, 
uh, something about Grand Slam joining whatnot this week. Jacob? Yeah, that's <laughs> Jacob. Jacob knows we're joining whatnot. Yep. We'll talk more about that later. We're just yep. getting our feet wet. Yep. Uh, yes, Jason, I saw the guy. Um, and it uh, it wasn't just a dude. It was uh, the guy running PSA. Uh, I forgot his name. Um, but yeah, he opened up a pack with uh, Jeff from Sports Card Investor. And there was a sealed pack out of... Um, no, maybe I'm thinking about the wrong thing. They opened up a, a opened a box of Topps Finest, uh, 1996 Topps Finest, uh, and there was a sealed pack in there with no cards in it, um, which was crazy. Ugh. So I guess this happened again. Uh, and then Mackie loaded for bear, picked up four LeBron rookies last week. Ready for found Mackie? Mackie, you coming to trade night? I remember you saying that you were going to maybe make the the jaunt up for trade night. Is that true? Still, Just bring curious. those rookies. <laughs> so um so we talked about older sealed wax um any other thoughts on that uh i know you used to have a few boxes of s some cheap uh old wax um, occasionally those come top. through the door yeah we yeah. picked those up we did a we did a what was it, 82 tops football break a couple yeah of i remember that ago. you pulled a montana rookie out of that yeah pulled two yeah. montana rookies Sent them off for the customer. Um, I think they both came back eights. So yeah. they did well. They did yeah. well on that break. Um, Josh, but, did you send me something that I needed to pull up on the screen? That was, uh, that's for my, that's for stat of the week. I just remembered that. So I wanted you to throw it up there when we okay. get to that point. So. All right. Um, uh, any other thoughts on older sealed wax? It is fun. Trust me, guys. I I've opened up um boxes of 1987 tops and it's fun it's fun opening up that junk wax but as far as this high high-end stuff gosh just... speaking of speaking of opening um a couple of the guys that hang out at the shop a lot were at the national and there was a big group doing a big break on 86 fleer basketball box and he's telling me the story i wasn't there for it but uh you know, like you said, when they're going through the the first pack, they see the the players in the in the pack. That means there's a Jordan rookie, and so they're getting excited. First pack in Jordan rookie, the place loves it. They're streaming it live online. Everyone's having a good time. They're watching the whole box get broke. So they break it. I think it's what thirty six packs or something. Mm -hmm. And so when they're done, um, my friends noticed that they were just kind of like grabbing up the wrappers and getting ready to kind of just wad them up and throw them away and. And he kind of makes his way over there and says, um, are, are y'all going to do anything with those wrappers? And they're like, no, no, I don't think so. And you mind if I grab a few of them? And so I check with the other guy. You care if you get some of the wrapper? No, I don't care. So he little did they must not know or did not care. Those wrappers sell for about $50 a piece. And so he was able to get 16 of those wrappers before they threw them away and then called his friend over. Hey, come, hey, buddy, come here, come grab you a few few wrappers here for souvenirs and he ended up with like 10 of the 36 so i think 26 of the 36 they ended up with um no sell for like believe it or not the empty wrapper of 86 clear basketball sell for yeah. like 50 bucks a wrapper so he donated one to me as a good friend we put in a big top loader and it's at, on display down at the shop but oh, that's cool um, well the dark, the dark side of the hobby is is people buy those wrappers so that they can sell um, counterfeit <laughs> counterfeit uh, uh packs of we may have just got some counterfeit cards there off the you street. go 
thank you for cleaning up the hobby for us, Josh. <laughs> so um, go ahead. And we were talking um, in the pregame about how you said that you were falling in love with the whole SGC grading process yeah. and results. And uh, talk to us about why that is and show off some of those uh, yeah. Brady slabs. So my original intention with this order that I sent off to be graded was I sent, uh, you know, 50 cards to SGC and I sent one card to PSA at the same time. So the, the, the obvious question is why this one, why did it go to PSA where the rest went to SGC? So a couple reasons, as you can see, throw that Brady one up there. So these are spellbound cards. So at, you know, $27, I have the, uh, there's Brady spelled out in the Buccaneers uniform. And then if you'll show the other one, um, there's Brady spelled out. I think that's 2018 elite um, in the Patriots uniform. So that's 10 cards. If I sent those to PSA, you're looking at 50 bucks a card, 10 cards, $500 just in grading fees so that I could have those displayed nicely and slabbed and permanently uh, protected. Um, by sending them to SGC, not only do they, I think, present themselves better because they're on these matte black um, uh, holders, but um, it costs me hundreds of dollars less right. and they're still protected. Um, I personally like the looks of their slabs better. Um, they don't resell for as high as PSA. So when I had this, this is a kind of a a resale card, uh, a Tom Brady stained glass. This is from 2018 Prism. So I express this one just because I'm impatient and I don't want to wait three or four months to get it back. I wanted to see if I got a 10, but I got a nine. But so I sent that one because that is kind of one that I need it to be as valuable as possible for reselling purposes down the road. But the, the spellbounds that you just showed pictures of, Saved me a lot of money to have them, and I just think they display better in that, what do you call it, the tuxedo case, you know, yep. the black and the white. So, um, And just for those of the folks that are watching and listening, you sent those in on, on was it a trade night submission that you sent those in? Do you remember which trade night? Yeah, so I sent and got them back in less than 30 days. There you go. And that's going through a third-party submitter, such as Palmetto Cards, which is obviously going to take longer because it goes through more hands. So I could have I could have done these myself and got them back even faster, yep. but I love the luxury of giving them to Palmetto, and they take care of it all, yep. and I just got to wait a little bit longer. But I'm waiting nowhere near three or four months like I would be uh, sending these to PSA. Yep. And my goal with these cards, these are just old, fun cards – die cuts and you know numbered cards that just look pretty mm -hmm. that i just wanted to have them um i think that's his first select base card that's why i got that one but these are just cards i wanted to have protected and mm -hmm. slapped um completely for appearance reasons not for jacking up the price to resell down the road um and let's face it i sent 50 of these cards to sgc could you imagine the bill if I had sent them to PSA. So it's almost the double. Bill, for, the bill for, was, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So my, at the time now, now uh, PSA does have a $30 have, they do have a $30 submission 
order, but uh, who knows when you'll get those back. Yeah. So you could be waiting six months plus yeah. for those cards. Yeah. It's only 30 bucks, but I don't want my yeah. cards gone for a half of a year. So yeah. um, I was just going to quickly show this. Um, uh, you can throw up anything on the screen, yeah. but those first couple that I showed you, I got eight and a halfs. Everything else I've got nines. And this is just, like I said, some older favorites of mine that just look cool. Um, you know, some older refractors. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, that's uh, like an 07, I think. Yeah, 07. Um, but numbered stuff like this, you know, extra, extra, read all about. These are just cards that are not valuable enough to send to PSA, but I really wanted them protected. Um, I sent a lot of these select retail die cuts. Nice. And so, again, they're not super valuable, so it just didn't make sense to spend $50. But um, I got a, a handful of nines, um, but I was really, really impressed because SGC is also a pretty strict grader. Um, they're not known for just handing out nine and a halfs and tens. These are all nine and a halfs. And um, like I said, they're die cuts and just older, older base cards that were tough. Some got some, some older Turkey reds. Um, George was just asking if you had a Turkey red. There you oh, go. so yeah, I have one with the, the really rare background that I sent to PSA and, and got a, a, gr a good grade on. So just for kicks to have these slabbed as well, I sent those. Cool. Got nine and a half. Um, but stuff like this, you know, the retail lasers or the, I should say the non-numbered lasers, um, the numbered just gold stuff like this. And so these are, you know, more die cuts. See if I can get a good picture there. Numbered die cuts. This was his jersey number, 12 of 75. If you're if you're new to the hobby, if the uh, serial number card here matches the jersey, it, it, it jacks the price up and makes the card more valuable. But uh, I, I do have one little funny card that I got back as I was going through these. I about had a heart attack. Do you notice anything wrong with this card? That's not Tom Brady. Oh, gosh. Well, Drew Bledsoe. So That's I said, did they send me a Drew Bledsoe card from somebody's collection by mistake? I was like, did I drop? Did I send that thinking that it was a Brady? But <laughs> it's a passing the torch card, so it's Bledsoe uh, slash Brady. Oh, they needed to turn that around. Yeah, but this is the back of the card, so I can't uh, blame them. And it's numbered to five hundred, so that's actually probably a pretty pretty valuable card. Gold gold laser, you know. So yep. those, and then uh, you know, an, an XR numbered card there. So that was all my nine fives. Um, I, I'm sorry if this bores you, but I'm proud of this. It's great for people that are listening. Keep going. Yeah, the listeners <laughs> are like this. Like that card, this card is not valuable. I got a 10. It's just so cool looking with all the colors. Um, more die cuts and more numbered stuff. Um, and for you guys who are tuning in for the very first time, Josh has a Brady problem. And we're just, we just all deal with it and we just let him run with it. So yeah, keep going. I, I, this is one of the Panini cards you get out of the Panini packs, and it's got kind of all a little holographic design to it. I got a 10 on it. And then my two favorite cards right here, Select. This is 2017. Select is such such one of my favorites. But mm -hmm. the base silver there and then the, the blue die cut there. Both got 10s. Can you believe that? Like I wasn't expecting that. And then the last couple, you know, an old Crusade. Oh, I love Crusade. But this is cool, the the – Disco Prism, Silver Brady, 2017, and then another numbered Brady. So um, when we get to card from the vault, believe it or not, I picked up two more Bradys this weekend at the shop, and those are going to be along with uh, 
along with a card from Jacob. So if Jacob is still watching, um, we're going to brag on that card you sold me. There you go. Well, let me just catch up on the on the comments. Jacob says he's been saying to CSG for $13. CSG. Yep, we got to talk CSG. 20-day turnaround. That's smoking fast and really cheap. And, uh, you know, I was telling you during uh, pregame, um, they've got the best slabs on the market, hands down. Do you still have your CSG sitting next to you there? I do. I do. Let yeah, me, so let me... I'm going to show you this. This is a Brady CSG. So I bought this one at the National. That's got the older uh, label. Mm -hmm. So if you notice, what wrong side. So it's lime green. It kind of clashes with some of the cards. I bought it this way. Michael's not, not kidding when he says they're – cases are gorgeous they yeah. are so clear and so and here's one so with the kobe and i have for i'm tending to to uh i'm gonna crack this open because uh they are so so strict on their grading that um you know and i've seen enough on youtube and uh seen them uh get cracked and th those nine fives turn out to be tens usually psa 10s. and that was that kobe you held up was the new label so i was That's showing my label. green my green yeah. is the old label his is the the new yep. label so and so uh and and you know we are kicking around um let's see kicking around some stats uh in the pregame you were saying well isn't sgc you sgc i saw all kinds of sgc at the at the national it was the one that uh, I saw the most of, well, do, don't sleep on CSG. Um, this is the this is what happened in July. Uh, it's crazy. PSA, um, they, they graded a million cards in July. That's just insane. That's nuts. But check it out. CSG graded 153. 100,000 more than SGC. Right. And they were down 13% from hmm. the from from june um sgc is down 46 percent. that's just that's just strange to me i was telling i was telling michael uh before we went live that i saw so much sgc at the national i was like they've got to be number two by now right all the all the vintage that i saw and and the numbers don't lie i mean i i don't think sgc is going anywhere no but but CSG, look out. Uh, Absolutely. Um, let's see. Catching up on some of these. Yes, uh, SGC does have a gold label. Uh, I've never gotten one. I've never even seen one live, but they do hand those out. So they they have uh, they sort of took that from they borrowed that from the whole the from Beckett. Um Someone's lady. asking where that uh, one-on-one auto Brady is at. Uh, <laughs> uh, Alejandro, uh, I agree, Alejandro. SGC tens are great to have. They're um, they they are strict over there at SGC. Um, CSG because of the new slabs. Um, yes, the new label for CSG is awesome, and um, they're great for slabbing your P, your your PC. Uh, and then Jordan, uh, George. There, George, that's interesting. Yep. Lots of CSG and Hickory more than SG. It's, it's going to be look right now. It's a race for second. Uh, yeah. clearly PSA on the secondary market is, is in charge. Uh, and I was just telling Josh before we started, it's, 
him and I are don't have enough history in the hobby to know uh, to have any perspective of when Beckett was number one. But at some point, Beckett was clearly the number one grader. Uh, you know, you're going to see all these cards uh, from in Golden and uh, and in, in, in BGS BGS Labs. So Beckett at some point, and who knows when this will change. Uh, but PSA certainly has the foothold. But don't sleep on CSG. All right, we got to get to card from the vault. Let's do it. Um, and thanks for everybody uh, chiming in and participating and throwing throwing in some questions and letting us know their thoughts on, on grading. Seems like we talk about grading almost every episode, and it's because it's such a big part of the hobby. So thanks for those comments and questions. Let's get the card from the vault. Josh, you are up. Am I going first? All right. Yeah. So I said I was going to show two Bra- two more Bradys that I picked up on Saturday. I want to show you those. And then Jacob and I, Jacob's in the chat. I did some business with him this Saturday, <laughs> and I bought this card from him. He hasn't let me paid hi- pay him yet, but Jacob, I am paying you for this card. So if you follow this podcast, you've probably heard in the past that I'm a WWE fan, um, and Shawn Michaels is my all-time favorite wrestler. I've got Shawn's autograph already on a card, and Luger is probably number two for me. So this is Lex Luger. It came out of one of the boxes at the shop. Um, That's this awesome. is when he was the All-American, not the narcissist. But this is a tie-dye. If you also know me, you know I'm a sucker for tie-dye. So Lex Luger, that tie-dye. Is a sweet card. Which is, yeah, which is numbered to 25. Jacob, thank you for the for the gift, but I will be paying you for this one way or the other. <laughs> and uh, – it's going to stay with my uh, Shawn Michaels autograph on display. And then customer brought these in the um, Saturday. I, I wasn't aware. So this is just, this isn't anything crazy, but it's a great addition to the PC. This is a 2019 Donner's optic hollow uh, PSA 10. So, I mean, that belongs in a PC, a Brady yes, PC, right? Nothing, nothing crazy about it, but it's a great card. So, and then I said, yeah, this other one you got, I'll take this too. This Phoenix, it's a PSA 10. Um, but then he pointed out it's a white shimmer. And if you see, Ooh. white shimmers come out of those white shimmer packs, which you get um, through Panini and through the reward points. So um, I don't own any shimmer, white shimmer Brady. And to get a PSA 10, I had to pay... I had to pay handsomely for this one, um, but it'll go on the PC. Um, thank you to the customer that brought those in and sold them to me. Um, but those are my my cards from the vault this week. So I've got a couple. Um, one is, um, for all my soccer folks out there, um, everybody knows the downtown, right? Uh, just uh, a beautiful parallel. Well, in 2018, Prism came out and it wasn't downtown because they're worldwide. They're called here. Let me uh, switch this up. They're called national landmarks. Oh, so, very downtowny. Yes, yep. I think this was the predecessor to the downtown. This is Robert Lewandowski. Uh, he plays for the Polish national team, so he'll be playing in the World Cup. He just got transferred over to Barcelona, which is a huge <laughs> club. Uh, in Spain, so he's somebody that I am collecting uh, in in route to the World Cup. And then, in uh, honor of preseason football and being in Charlotte, I grabbed one of these off of eBay. This is a gold vinyl. Ooh, Matt Corral. He's the rookie quarterback for the Panthers. So this is one out of ten gold vinyl. 
This out of be which it. product does that come out of? This is out of the gold packs at the national. Wow. So this is actually going to be his first card in a Panthers uniform. Cause right now, anytime you see him in a product right now, he's still in his old miss uniform. Yep. So uh, this is going to be a trade night guys. So, come get boom, it. Boom, boom. Do I, come do get I get, to, do I get to plug my custom creation here before we, is this a this good is, spot where I can cut, plug it? This, this is your podcast, dude. Go so, ahead. So uh, I'm going to have these hopefully knock on wood ready by trade night. Um, these are going to be the first run of grand slam. What do you call them? Hit boxes or something. So they're going to be in these red magnetic boxes. Uh, don't judge it by this label. The actual finished product is going to have a really large grand slam logo. And the first iteration is going to be kaboom boxes, meaning Every box has one card, and it is a guaranteed kaboom. More details to come. I'll have those for sale starting trade night, the 27th, down at the shop. They're going to be fun. They're going to be well-made, well-done, and there's some bangers in there. So I'm investing a good little bit of money in this product. The presentation is going to be nice. And if it does well, Series 2 will probably be downtowns. And then we'll just we'll just build off of that. So, looking come forward with. to that. Yep. <clears throat> I think I might have to might have to commandeer a couple of those boxes before trade night starts. <laughs> that, that gets, Six p.m. Mike. There you go. Oh, dadgum it! All right, let's get going. Let's wrap things up. We've kept everybody um, this long, and if you've stuck around this long, please, if you haven't already like subscribe leave a review let us know how we're doing let us know what you want to hear more of less of uh and uh just uh, let Please, us know what yeah. we could do do better josh what is coming to the shop next week there's a there's a juicy football product coming next week there is so it's it's been pushed and pushed and pushed it's supposed to be out long ago but select football 2021 is slated for the 24th next week so um there will be retail of that we know we always complain about how they watered select down but select hobby is still really good because that's where you're going to get your numbered stuff and your um your big autos and stuff so select is on the 24th um i think clearly authentic baseball is that same day those are the two um and if you're a pokemon fan the next set, we always do a pre, a couple pre-release weekends, and then we get to sell the product a week before you'll find it anywhere else because we are um, a sanctioned store. So the newest Pokemon set, and I can't even remember the name of it. I should know that off the um, Lost Origins. Sorry, I, Lost Origins Pokemon is on the horizon for a couple weeks. So Excellent um upcoming event obviously trade night if you guys are local even if you guys aren't local uh, we would love to see you it is so cool to uh it certainly it's cool to chat with you guys uh during the podcast but it's really neat running into you guys in person uh getting to see your collections getting to see the cards that you guys are into so make it out to trade night um beat up on the kids that are tr doing the trade up challenge uh, and uh, looking forward to seeing that. All right, let's get things wrapped up with stat of the week. I'm going to steal yours since I didn't have one. Um, and this was 
this was in in response because I I poo pooed Juan Soto last week, and so here we, and, and you were you were gung ho Juan Soto, so I thought this was fitting. This when, is hilarious. When Juan Soto wished the other pitchers in the league good luck when they have to deal with the Padres lineup. Since saying that, now this is a little old. Now this is a few days old at least, but uh, it's even it hasn't gotten much better since oh, this no. stat. But like Michael, like it was like, like it was like twenty it was like. 20 straight innings they didn't score a run and so they've been awful and then they lost their then they lost tatis so not a good not a good month uh not a good august for uh the padres uh, yeah. so hopefully they bounce back all right here's your stat of the my, week go my ahead that was we talked about this in the shop a little bit today and i saw this um i think that the the stat was under uh, the fact that kirk cousins has to be the best quarterback to like I think it was never win MVP or it was never even um, end like in the top five in MVP vote, MVP voting ever. But look at this for the last 10 years, he look at those stats. He's <laughs> I'm going to read. I'm just going to go down in order from 2021 backwards, but 4,200 yards, 4,200 yards, 3,600 yards, 4,300 yards, 4,000 yards, 5,000 yards, 4,000 yards. It's always 33 touchdowns, seven interceptions, 35 touchdowns, 26 touchdowns, 30. And the QBR was what's jumped out to me over a hundred, 103, 106, 107. He's averaged over a hundred. Yep. He's averaging over a hundred in the last 10 years for quarterback rating. My point is Kirk Cousins is a much better quarterback than people are giving him credit for a little, a little tip, maybe a late, fantasy football starting quarterback pickup because you can probably get him pretty late in the draft. Yep. Um, I just thought that was crazy. That is crazy. Not ever even being close to winning an MVP, but puts up numbers like that every year. That was a crazy stat of the week. All right. Um, guys, thanks for hanging in there. Thanks for being with us. Josh, you have anything to uh, close yep. things out? Any parting yep. shot? couple little reminders. Trade night, August 27th. We're going to give away some cool stuff. Stay tuned. You'll see some advertising for that coming up. But we are going to do some cool giveaways and the trade-up challenge for the kids. Um, and if you, want to, if you want to break optic football for cheap retail, like I said, you should see the first break of a couple of those post tomorrow. So jump in there. Our goal is to keep it under $29 bucks and, and open some optic football. All right. Thanks, guys. Josh, I appreciate you. We'll see ya. See ya, y'all. Bye.